Good morning, scrumbly people. Good morning, Humpton folk. Good morning, Tremblick creatures. Good morning, Batman. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, zombie hunters. Moving out through the desert. Looking for zombie queens to turn into your hooker wife. Everybody needs a hooker wife. You know, it's Tuesday. It's nine in the morning here in Utah, but wherever you are, it's probably later. It's probably earlier. You're out there. You haven't gotten coffee yet. You're smelling the bacon from over the horizon. But it's not really hickory smoked bacon, is it? Something weird about that smell. There's something weird about that hickory bacon. That smell. Get your coffee while it lasts, brothers and sisters. If you're hanging out with me, you're hanging out with trouble. And that's all you need to know, right? If you're hanging out with me, you're hanging out with a dude that wears sweats and t-shirt. Why? <laughs> Why not? Why not wake up in the morning and scrape the protein off your buttkiss? Why not insluviate your cereal with drinkus? Why not cover your skin in the animal fur of some fucking creature? Why not? 
Why not travel through the night on a sleigh pulled by reindeer? Special reindeer. Special reindeer. Special reindeer. I don't know. Tuesday, November the 23rd. Is it Thanksgiving week yet? And you know, it's funny because this is a good week to be thankful for things. Like, I'm thankful for all the stupid motherfuckers who wear one mask. I'm really thankful for all the dumb fucks that wear two. I'm incredibly thankful for the vaccine. The vaccine that we get to discover in 55 years. Yeah, did you see that article on Zero Hedge? In 55 years. In 55 years. That's a little more than half a century we get to discover what kind of shit they injected into you, Butkus. I I didn't get the Rona vaccine. But I'll make you feel better. I was in the military... And they gave me all kinds of fucked up vaccines, brothers and sisters. These vaccines, they left me crazy inside. They left me hollow. They left me hollow and empty, looking for hookers and love. Yes, looking for hookers and love and love with hookers. It is the way of things, man. I don't know. What's our first topic? Sell the. This is a quote from Dr. Freckles. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Sell the rumor. Kill the boomer. Sell the rumor. Kill the boomer. Go get your motherfucking chainsaw. Go get on Twitter. And sell the rumor. Kill the boomer. I'm kidding. That's a dark-ass quote, Dr. Freckles.
Yeah, I don't want to ponder that quote too much. Sell the rumor, kill the boomer. It sounds awfully violent, and I think that's bad. On the other hand, I think it captures the, the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time. I think it captures the Weltanschauung, the general view of the world. I think it captures the collective unconscious. I think it captures the state of the mind. I think it captures the heart and the soul. So you go out there, scrumbo freak. You Generation M, you Generation Z, it's too late for the X-Gen. You go out there with your bats and your chain and you look for trouble. In the rubble of all your broken dreams. Yeah, that's a terrible quote. I am I am appalled. I think we need to switch topics and think about something nice here for a second. Can you believe it, man? Thanksgiving is right up ahead. Black Friday, go out on the streets. Pick up your girlfriend. Pick her up at 7 p.m. Black Friday... You're going to go to Target first. You'll max out your card. You'll break the glass. You'll pick up a shard. And you'll drive that shard into the expensive prices, thereby cutting prices. And isn't that good news? Take that glass shard from that broken window and slash prices. Slash prices like they've never been slashed before. Everything must go. This Black Friday, it's 100% off. All jeans. All hosiery. This Black Friday, it's 100% off. off this Black Friday you can go to your special store with some bicycle chain and maybe a broken bottle you can say hello hello to your dark side you can sell the rumor and kill the boomer
you can, yeah. I think we should go to the next topic. What do you think? Next topic. What shall we discuss? Let us see. So there's all this hullabaloo about Biden. I think he's releasing like 50 million barrels from the strategic, the strategic petroleum reserve. It's a magical place where they keep all the oil we'll ever need in giant salt caverns deep below the surface of the earth. It's all watched over by mole people and the mole king. Hey, John, what's up this morning? So, John, did you know that President Biden just is releasing 50 million barrels over several months? That's just going to solve everything. Except for that's like two, that's like, what is that? A couple days of U.S. oil consumption? I don't know what that solves. But it might change the world if we can learn to love each other and Biden releases that goddamn oil. Yep, good morning, John. And if you're listening to this as a a rebroadcasted, rehashed podcast. I'm currently doing this live now until YouTube cancels me. Here's my theory. I've been chased off of every other venue. I have no idea why YouTube let me back onto the ghetto, into the ghetto, back onto the reservation, into the box, but they did. And until it's over, why not do this live? Why not do it in a way where I don't seemingly give a fuck So why not? So have you ever heard of the concept peak oil? Now, before I go into peak oil, I know there's a lot of people out there who've read about technocracy and read about, you know, kind of the spooky stuff that quote unquote smart people were doing back in the 20s and 30s, you know, 100 years ago. What I will tell you is that depending upon how you look at peak oil, it, it might be useful but it might not tell you the whole truth. Peak oil's primary proponent, primary proponent, that's weird, uh, was a man by the name of Hubbard. And Hubbard was a geologist, a scientist. And in the 1940s, he predicted the U.S. would reach peak conventional oil production. Keyword is conventional in 1970, roughly speaking. And he was correct. Now, we currently, with unconventional oil, um, we currently, with unconventional oil, have gone over the peak of conventional, and I suppose that's pretty good news. But the point is, Hubbard wasn't predicting that you'd run out of all the oil. He was predicting that the easy oil, the conventional oil, the Mon Pa kettle, Texas tea, boiling up from the bottom, very little effort required oil would be pretty much gone by 1970, and he was absolutely correct. You know, the WikiLeaks, there were lots of things in the WikiLeaks. Did you know that there was in the WikiLeaks a State Department memo where the Saudis admitted 
that they were pumping more than 50% water out of Guar. And you might say, well, Dan, why does that matter? What's Guar? Well, Guar is the largest conventional oil field in the world. Keyword conventional. I'm not talking about oil sands where you make oil the way the Nazis did at the end of the war. I'm not talking about drilling for oil seven miles below the surface of the ocean implausibly insane environments, probably more dangerous than looking for oil on the moon. I'm not talking about fracking, where you break big rocks and little rocks. Man, think on that one. No conventional oil. So one of the secret, top secret um, State Department memos was admitting something that they don't really want you to know or to think on, and that is that the easy-to-get oil might be almost gone. And again, you know, we're going we're gonna to ponder this thought, but hold on a second. Now, Hubbard, Hubbard said that eventually you will run out of the unconventional oil, too. I don't think he foresaw how inventive people could, would be at utilizing unconventional hydrocarbons, but, but you know, nobody can see the, the whole future. And again, Hubbard's an interesting person because, you know, depending upon your perspective, you might want to discount his view altogether. Hubbard predicted that when you got to the top, you would be on this sawtooth pattern. It was called the Rocky Plateau. And it's not about Rocky Balboa fighting, you know, Mr. T. That was its own Rocky Plateau. No, um... The Rocky Plateau meant that you would be in this constant tension between the price of oil and an economy, a, a functional economy, capable of buying it. And at some point, the difference between what sellers could reasonably sell at and what consumers can reasonably buy at, at some point that distance, that gap becomes so big that the whole thing collapses. And that's the final crash. So at the top, at the top of the peak, it isn't just, you know, like this, like a ballistic trajectory. It's more like you get to the top of the peak, and then it becomes these little epicycles, up, down, up, down, like since the year 2000. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, except for to discuss one more point I had brought up before, and it's this. And I think this is a fair analogy. And I believe the people that discuss peak oil, oh, they, they discuss this issue, but they don't really think about it too deeply. And I, and I think that's a problem. But let's say you had an old Ford pickup, like a 1976 Boblimtok. And it's got about 500,000 miles on it. But it still runs good. It still runs good, you know, if you spell G-U-D and a Z at the end of runs. So you got this old Ford pickup and it runs good. It doesn't do that well though. You have to constantly put oil into it because it burns the oil. It gets about, I think, three gallons to the mile. <laughs> so you get about two or three miles down the road and you're out of gas. Now, the thing is, if you were Hubbard 
and, and but you were a tiny little Hubbard living on top of that Ford pickup truck, you might be inclined to believe that you've run out of gas because there was only ever so much and you would just run out of it and that's all there is to it. And that's half true. But another perspective would be you ran a dirty, crappy Ford pickup that got terrible gas mileage that all the neighbors called Old Smoky. And you're running out of gas a few miles down the road, not because there's no more gas, but because there is no universe that supports the rinky-dink, stupid Soviet bullshit, the banker debt-driven bullshit, the cancer tumor growth rate bullshit that you do. It's not that you've run out of oil or wood or clean water. It's just that you've run out of a universe that puts up with your government bullshit. Now that, I think, is closer to the fucking truth. I don't think we're running out of oil. Not in any real sense, not in any absolute sense. But we are running out of, you know, we're, we're running out of space to do the dumbass shit we've been doing. We're running out of space to have this horrific neo-Stalinist debt-driven nightmare. You know, we can't ship our shrimp to China and then have it, you know, ship back as popcorn shrimp anymore. I don't think peak oil is really a good way of looking at this. I think it's better to call this peak stupidity. And unlike, you know, um, the film Idiocracy, I don't think you get 500 years. I really don't. I know people would like to believe that. You get 500 years of this nonsense, but you do not. You'd be fucking lucky to get another five years of this nonsense, if you ask me. And I think that's lucky. I don't think we're getting another five years of this nonsense. So the only question is, what happens next? And I don't know, brothers and sisters. It could be that the great ground beast, the beast of the ground, the ground beef beast. It could be the beast of the dirt, the, the dirt beast, the beast that live below that lives below us. It could be that the monster of the earth is coming back for revenge. It's angry. It's really pissed off. It's looking for trouble. It's looking for pain. And it will swallow Washington, D.C. one day. Like that worm in Empire Strikes Back, man, that almost gets the falcon that giant asteroid worm. Something like that's gonna swallow Washington, D.C. Gonna just gulp it right up. Yes, one day the great worm, the great ground worm will swallow Washington, D.C. and Joe Biden and everybody with it. But I think we should switch to another topic, don't you, friends? Let's see what else we have on the list to talk about crap-wise. 
Okay, so I've come up with a concept, and it's going to be a little weird. It's not a concept, really. It's a, it's a self-diagnosis. Just so you know, you know, on a budget, you have to perform surgery on yourself. It's always good to have modeling knives around, sharp modeling knives to perform surgery, to clean, to clean up damaged tissue, to cut around the edges and make them smooth before you actually... You know, you know, before you apply sutures and sew things up. You need to have vodka to clean out the wound or gunpowder that you pour in that you light on fire or gasoline and or all of the above. You need a mirror in case you have to perform torso surgery so you have to look inside yourself and also you should look inside yourself and try to improve. You need fishing line for the sutures. But I believe that I have discovered a new kind of problem. And I might be the only victim of it, and I don't really care. It's called a danurism. Now, what is a danurism? Well... It's, where a it's when a portion of your brain spontaneously implodes and dies. Not enough oxygen, not enough weed, not enough beer. We don't know why. Just parts of the brain just die. And in the process of that neural implosion, in the process of that mental grease, the dark rabies feeds on your gunctus soul. Yes, a danurism occurs when you get so angry and so mad. Like, I got really mad at GoDaddy last week. I got so mad at GoDaddy, I gave myself a danurism. A huge portion of my soul slipped off into nothing. And then I cast my curses. Here is the first curse. To the CEO of GoDaddy, I curse you pain. I curse you to feel the way I felt. To all of GoDaddy, I wish you failure. You owe me money. You owe me money, motherfucker. You owe me money, motherfucker. You owe me money. Yes, one of the outcomes of having a danurism 
is a desire to cast curses at your enemy. So now if you go to dfgtc.org until December the 3rd, once they finish stealing all my shit, once they finish being the douchebags they are and I am cast into the pit of history, fuck you, GoDaddy, there is a curse there towards Amon Bhutani. Have him in your glimptus thoughts. Focus laser beams of pain on his sprinctus. Make sure the clumsy folk come by to pay him a visit. Your mind is a railroad, and I'm the conductor. I am the conductor. I am the conductor. It's called the Danierism train. And I'm just asking you to focus your brain on some tidy little curses. You know who. What's a Danierism? I just got done describing it, man. A Danierism! Is when you want to cast curses because you went insane because your brain exploded. Because you've gone over the edge because this adrenal fatigue fucking outcome-based psychological warfare trauma-based mind control bullshit has pushed you to the edge and all you have left now is to grab the the representatives of all this drumbly-eye with your mind swords and deliver unto them that which they delivered unto you, which was nothing but pain, nothing but grievance, nothing but anger, nothing but poison, nothing but pain. Nothing but pain. something a bit more dramatic for the future, right? More dramatic for the future. Something crazy.
Next topic. Next topic. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, so yet, you know, the last um, telethon for cocaine and hookers, and before I continue, this is a telethon. A telethon. This is a telethon for cocaine and hookers such that I can travel out into the world with my cocaine and my hookers and my machine guns and my Trans Am and my robot Burt Reynolds. Yep. My robot Burt Reynolds and my android Sally Fields. Yes, it's a time of traveling through space to understand, to reach total understanding. No. This is a telethon for cocaine and hookers. Because without cocaine and hookers, we're not going to be able to make it, baby. Like, you might have your lovey touch, you might have your squizzle... You might have your tubla keys and your brimto. You might be able to take some type of grumptus and mix it into your toilet bowl, scrape out the brimbly, and then get really high. Get high off brimbly. You scrape it off the top. You take all the hooker bombs. You take all the trucker trash. You pour it into your toilet. You skim off the top. That's the Brimbley. And that's where the juice is, baby. In the Brimbley. So this is a telethon for cocaine and hookers. And yesterday, during the telethon, we talked about Dr. Wong's reusable um, tampon. Or, or I don't know what it was, really. Something that you can reuse, man. But I was thinking, you know, Dr. Wong, you're thinking too small. Women just don't want a reusable tampon. Some type of what? Menstrual disc is what you called it? Yeah, the menstrual disc that's all flexible, made of stuff that keeps it flexible, but also causes cancer. That's really great news. But what I'm saying is, women want something more than just a flexible disc that's going to give them ovarian cancer. Women want a menstrual disc. They want a menstrual dam that they can share with their girlfriends. They want something special that they can share together with a built-in camera. They don't want just a little toxic rubbery disc made in China of whatever asbestos or cadmium or lead or mercury is found by the wayside. They want a little GoPro that gives you live coverage of Ant Flow. And so I'm guessing that you can take the concept 
of the flex the flexible menstrual disc and you can make it a shareable one you just say i mean if i can clean it out multiple times for myself why can't i say hey mandy i have two extra you know discs in my handbag you just have to rinse off the one i left my sklimbly from last month oh thank you shereel i really appreciate it 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 oh it kind of burns a little that's okay that means it's working Oh, cool, I can see it on my iPhone. It's so... I'm going to post it on TikTok. Hey, howdy, System 3. Yes, these are safe and effective... They have a little camera. They let you watch yourself as you slowly bleed out. But wait, just like with Ron Popeil, there's more. Because with my flexible menstrual disc, not only do you get a GoPro camera attached to it, not only is it shareable, and you can just toss it, in fact, there's a version of it that's like a little frisbee. And if your friend is having one of those moments, you can toss it right into her clutch if she catches it right. Yes, hello, hello, System 3, and to all the people in Sector 7. But like with Captain Murphy, fuck you, Pod 6. Fuck you, Pod 6. You are all assholes. Fuck you, Pod 6. We hope you burn. You burn below the surface of the sea. Fuck you, Pod 6. Yeah, so imagine not just reusable menstrual discs made out of low-grade plastic from China. Don't just imagine that. Imagine near it with a camera, but more, it's shareable. But beyond that, it comes with a vampire. A vampire named Glenn. Yes, every one of our reusable, shareable menstrual dams that have GoPro cameras comes with a vampire. What does Glenn do? Well, Glenn, you know, he has some surgical tubing. He attaches it to the menstrual disc ejection port. Yes, this is how Glenn lives as a vampire. He gets invited to all the parties. They're like Tupperware parties. He shows up. isn't it? It's disgusting, Dan. I thought you could get go no lower than you've gone, but now you've gone lower than ever before. Now you've reached the bottom of the barrel, Dan. Talking about reusable tampons that you can share with your sister folk that are shaped like little frisbees that you can toss into their clutch 
And if they can catch it, everything will be fine because they're going to be a bridesmaid. They just don't want to show it. They don't want to blow it. Don't blow it, people. Don't blow it. Next topic. I don't know if these are going to be last any amount of time. Sometimes these telethons will last about an hour. It depends, you know, on how much cocaine I make. Cocaine money, hooker money, you know. It's going to take probably $800,000 by the time I get done. And you're saying, Dan... How could it take $800,000? Well, here's how. They're going to print a lot of money. And these telethons are going to take a while. This is called a race condition. I want to make money for hookers and cocaine. Jerome Powell will print all the way to pain. Yeah, so I might want to raise $800,000 for hookers and cocaine because by the time I end up raising that amount, that'll probably be worth about, I don't know, maybe five grand. And so with that five grand, I'll buy myself 2,500 bucks worth of cocaine and 2,500 bucks worth of hookers. Of course, in real dollar, no, nominal dollars, not real dollars. In nominal currency, it'll be a nearly half a million dollar transaction for each, but this is in March of 2022. And that might as well be, you know, March of 2174. Sometime in the future when the robots take over. This telethon for hookers and cocaine is doomed. I can't ask for money as fast as Jerome Powell can print it. I will fail the race condition. I will fail to keep up. I'll ask for money. And Jerome Powell will print the fuck out of it. And that's it.
Yes, indeed. That weird feeling that's been going around, if you've noticed it, that weird sensation that things are weird or getting stranger and weirder, I don't think it's just because you're going crazy, although that's part of it. You are going crazy. Weird feelings are going around. I hear talk about mungly rats outside of Vernal, Utah. They've been feeding on some type of stuff, boiling up from the ground. These mungly rats, they're not like normal rats. They're 20 pounds per. They move in groups, groups of 800. They swarm on their victim. They enjoy eating their flesh alive. Things are getting weird out there. The mungly rats are just one problem. I heard tell that somewhere near Salt Lake City, they're starting to dump bodies. Nobody knows where the bodies are coming from. Nobody knows who they are. weird out there, out there, in the woods, in the jungle. I'm hearing stories all over the country. I hear tell of this weird creature in Florida. It's half python, it's half alligator. It's half cockroach. It's half trebus. It's half a tree. It's half a you, half a me. It's getting weird out there. I'm picking up vibrations from various places to include San Francisco, to include Paris, France. It's getting weird. Fuck. It's getting weird. 
it's getting weird and I can't help you. And you can't help me. Now a lot of weird mojo in the air. A lot of weird vibrations. A lot of dogs barking. A lot of sleepless nights. A lot of sultry women between the ages of 35 and 45 going to bed late at night all alone, rubbing their blubula, rubbing their schmungus. They caressed their drectits and they find love. They find love online. I hear tell of all kinds of weird things going on out there. What people are starting to eat, what they're thinking about eating. Whole new websites are being set up about the food of the future. Recipes about how to turn dirt into soup. There are worm eggs in there. That's protein. All sorts of topics about how you can eat your car. You can eat the interior rubber. It's dietetically possible. You can eat the upholstery in your 1977 Silverado. dietetically fibrous upholstery. There's a Big Mac underneath the cushion from 1995. You can still eat that, you fuck. You can still eat it, motherfucker. A lot of weird stuff going on. Weird vibrations, weird signals from space. Every reason to believe that a starship, well, rather an armada, a space fleet, is about to arrive. It's been hiding behind Jupiter. It's been waiting. Waiting for us.
Yes, weird times. I don't know, I'm tempted to look at the news really quick. Just to, just to see what's on it. What, what's in the news? What horrible bullshit is in the news? Oh, Best Buy crashes. I didn't even know they still existed due to organized retail theft. <laughs> it's not that organized. Stocks, tips, tumble as Fed abandons bond buying due to technical whatever. Samsung is going to build chips in Texas. Well, that's great news, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. But it's a nice story. It makes you feel good. Like something good's happening. You know? Oh, all this bizarreness. And it's all getting crazier. And people say to me, Dan, do you think... What do you think? What what do you think? And I think, you know, I think I'm tired of thinking. I'm tired of this bullshit. Whatever demon I have to strangle to end this all, even if it means I explode, I'm willing to take on that job. So here's a voluntary thing. If you know where the demon of this bullshit reality is currently living, you can send me there with my broken attitude and a shotgun and a bag full of grenades. Maybe a flamethrower. But not one of those boring company flamethrowers. Those are probably shit. They probably give out at the wrong moment. Kind of like the ones in the movie Alien. Just when you need them, that's when they fail. Weird vibrations, weird signals, strange feelings, broken hearts, lives, the lives of people in tatters, the small businesses obliterated, the existential chaos, the bad poetry, the bad sex. They say any sex is better than no sex. I disagree. I'd say that bad sex is worse than no sex. A lot of bad sex out there. Bad vibes. Bad soup. Bad fish. Bad bears. Bad eagles. A lot of bad. There's just a lot of bad out there. 
bad priests and bad doctors, bad scientists shoving bad pills down your throat, bad actors making bad movies that you pay bad money to go see real bad, you fuck. A lot of bad t-shirts and bad underwear. A lot of bad socks filled with bad mold. A lot of bad students living in the streets, looking for protein, looking for crystal meth. A lot of bad parents hunting the flesh, looking for trouble, looking for the bubble. You can't make it through. You are the human poo. The future was not meant for you. It was meant for robots. A lot of bad. B-A-D. You can add an extra D to the end for emphasis. No one cares about spelling. That's bad too, right? A lot of bad. The internet's gotten bad to the point where you're going to be shut down for speaking about anything but the normal protein. There is the authorized protein. The authorized protein with a mouth. There is the authorized protein that is given the pulpit. Authorize protein. Speak your fucking mind. Authorize protein. Find your way home. Authorize protein. Do you know who you are, you fuck? Authorized special protein made of scrumbo, made of tuna, which is really chicken. It, it was always the chicken of the tree, just like Simpson said, right? She said it was the chicken of the tree, and she was always right. But she spoke too much truth, that Simpson girl. And no one listens to a blonde anyways. Not until it's too late. Weird, weird vibes. Weird feelings. Weird connections in the darkness. Weird parts of your brain. The diseases you hid deep down inside are coming to the surface. They're looking for new victims. You are the carrier. 
You are the vessel. You are the vector. You are the spice. Isn't that nice? Weird vibrations, weird features of reality, weird dimensions opening up their buttholes, weird demons scrambling for cash, weird ghosts, or maybe I smell toast, right? And that means I'm having a stroke, right? Or maybe I'm having a danurism. If you smell pizza and there is no pizza. If you smell beer and it is not here, you're having a danurism. If you smell beer and there is no beer. If you smell pizza and it is not near. If someone screams at you and you cannot hear, you're having a danurism. Cast curses. Cast your curses. Time is running out. Please, my scrobies. Cast your curses towards GoDaddy, that fucking company. Cast your curses towards the CEO. Yeah, I know it's low energy bullshit. Welcome to November 2021, you fuck. Go eat an, an organic turnip and listen to some fucking smoky Latin Bahamian bullshit. But I'll take my knife and shove it through somebody's skull if I gotta. Take your mindfulness taco dreck. Take your cognitive behaviorism. Take your butthole magic. Take your menstrual disc and shove it up your butthole. That's how I feel about the future of chemical gumptus. Chemical gumptus. But I think we're going to close this out, brothers and sisters, for this early morning telethon. There's a link to donate, I believe, in the notes. Please donate if you can afford to. If you've already donated, you don't have to donate again. If you don't have any money to donate, don't donate. In fact, Listen, if you don't have food, you need to buy food. If you don't have water, you need to figure out how you're going to get water. I'm asking for donations, tongue-in-cheek. If you want to help, you can. But if you don't have the money, please don't. These are hard times, and I don't want to be a jerk about it too much, but from the tenor of this podcast, you might surmise that they could be getting tougher, more difficult, and I'm sorry. And you can blame people, you can blame the government, you can blame society, you can blame cocaine and hookers and marijuana, you can blame whatever you want to, but history itself is the judge. And we're just, you know, we're a lot of processed meat, baby. So from this processed meat cube to you, I'm going to leave you with some fantastical music, something amazing from the future, something that's going to shake you up and make you go scoop
Now, you go on and take on the day, baby. 